0: For December twentieth, twenty twenty-one, it's the Overthinking It podcast, episode seven hundred three. Who's gonna ride him? You. <laughs> It's overthinking it, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. The overthinkers are like your smart, funny friends from the internet we gather from all times, from all universes. We're all just versions of Pete Fenzel. I'm Matt Rather. I am, uh, I am the least good version of Pete Fenzel on this podcast, but the best version is actually with me. We're going to call him Pete Fenzel One. Uh, he's here now. Pete Fenzel One, how are you doing?
1: Wait, who is? I don't remember who Pete Fenzel is. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Uh, that's a mild spoiler we're talking about uh uh spider-man um turn off the turn off the the franchise no Uh, no No way home
1: spider-man no way home no way home spider-man three to the third Got it. Right. Yes. It's the third Th- franchise, or the third movie. So it's Spider Man eight, nine, or not? no? Well, there's. Uh, is it nine? Because there's no, an imaginary Spider Man six. Okay. Like,
0: okay. Got it. Twenty seven.
1: Yeah. It's a perfect number. It's like a pyramid, right? It's, it's, yeah. Pretty-
0: absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's what that's why it takes place in the Great Pyramids of Egypt. That's the you know that's whatever the- a
1: spider can, man. Whatever a spider can. <laughs> that's what he's doing.
0: <laughs> we're going to we're going to spoil uh, Spider Man. Um, turn off the park. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh we're gonna uh spider man three um uh spider man with the vengeance and we're gonna uh we're we're gonna talk about it it's uh it's a movie from sony uh which is a movie studio that's not disney and so that's uh that's interesting in and of itself because i didn't know that anyone else made movies uh that weren't for streaming anymore so we uh we're uh we're really privileged to that uh that the um the great and the good at the Walt Disney Corporation. Let us watch this. Uh, let us watch this film and lent <laughs> some of their, lent some of their talent to, uh, to appear in it. This, this is, uh, you know, the, the inciting incident of this movie happened in the, the last, uh, Spider-Man, uh, movie, which I believe was called Far From Home. Um, Correct. and that was, uh, that because it's, uh, that was Spider-Man's European vacation. Yes, um, like National Lampoon. The the second one is uh, European Vacation, right? And, uh and it, like
1: Road Trip and Euro Trip, right? Yes, exactly. Or are they not related? I'm yeah, not- no.
0: Number two is always the is always the the Euro movie, like yeah, uh, RoboCop
1: two, RoboCop in Paris, right?
0: Yes. Um à Paris, Robo- yeah. RoboCop RoboCop. Yep. Except Somewhere you don't say else, the uh, Robo-
1: a crime happening, and it is those shoes.
0: <laughs> the. Uh, um, <laughs> The uh, Spider Man, Spider Man the second, uh, w- which, if you recall, was about how blockbuster CGI driven film franchises are bad, right? Right, um, ended with uh, who was it? it was Jake Gyllenhaal, um, d- revealing yes. to the world that and he has uh,
1: Spider Man's scarf and he's not giving it back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. There, there goes the last great American dynasty. Um, yeah, that, uh, you know, the, uh, that, uh, Spider-Man is Peter Parker and, uh, also sort of makes Spider-Man, um, blames him for a lot of the devastation that happened at Tower Bridge, I think, in, in mm-hmm. London on their, um, on their, uh, European field field trip and uh so you know that part is dispensed with very quickly but the idea of people knowing who spider-man is uh continues throughout the film so um that you know that's the part that will uh that's the part that will will go on uh pete you said in in our prep that you thought this movie had a, a fake downton abbey moment why don't we start there what was the fake Downton Abbey moment of, of Spider-Man, uh, uh, Spider-Man three second blood.
1: <laughs> Do we get to win this time? It's entirely <laughs> up to you, Spider-Man. Um, so there's a wonderful little conversation early in the movie when happy and aunt may break up, right? Where aunt may is saying to happy, it was a fling, right? We, we did a fling, we flung, you know, and now it's over. Right. Um, and, uh, and and then you know happy is despondent and Peter Parker comes up and asks you know is he is, is he okay what's going on right uh, when he when he sees she he sees her and she says that it's boundaries right he has problems with boundaries yeah um so what this is of course about is about the end of a given Spider Man franchise like in miniature right this is about a what would you what do you even call that. What do you call the uh, should we call them all a regeneration in tribute to Doctor Who? Just when you change main actors and but in this case, it's reboots. Right. So um, the end of the Tom Holland movies, the end of the Tobey Maguire movies, the end of the Andrew Garfield movies. Right. The idea that the time that you spend with any given Spider-Man lead actor in a given oeuvre of Spider-Man conception uh, is is fun. Right. It's a fling. Right? Illustrative of uh, Spider Man's preferred mode of transportation, uh, as well as of uh, appr- of apprehension, apprehending, apprehending, not apprehension. He has apprehension because he's a high school student. He apprehends because he is Spider Man. Well,
0: he's not, yeah, <laughs> he has apprehension because he has spidey sense, right? That's, the, That's true. You know. He
1: senses all sorts of apprehensions. But uh, yes, so the, I think the subtext there is supposed to be that you're, do we care or do we not care about these, finite and contained Spider-Man experiences and how do we feel or how much should we care about that they are the fact that they are separated from each other by both creative disjunctures, but mostly by contract disputes mm. and also by universes. Right. And, and I say that this is a fake Downton Abbey moment because it feels to me like a certain trend that I've been noticing lately. And I I really don't think this was as much the case Uh, prior to this but of course old man yells a cloud but starting with um uh captain falcon and the winter soldier i'm always going to call it that falcon punch falcon kick uh starting with captain falcon and the winter soldier I, i really started feeling that the purpose the sort of subtextual purpose of a lot of these mcu properties was becoming moving the piece to the place where the piece needs to be moved in each given story, right, and that this was running at odds with where the story might be felt to sort of now more naturally and organically go, mm. right. Uh, the idea being that the goal of Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier is uh, that you know Captain Falcon, you know Cap- Falcon needs to become Captain America, right? That that's what needs to happen, and whatever else happens over the course of the story, eventually. You know, we got to be in a place where the Falcon has become Captain America. Mm -hmm. And as if that is a thing that in and of itself matters at all. Right. Captain America is, of course, not real. So uh, with a lot of these, I mean, of course, people might accuse me broadly of saying, well, none of the stuff that's happening in these superhero movies is real. Yeah, but yeah, but there's certain analogies and kind of generalizations and microcosm, macrocosm relationships. Right. We're not indifferent towards Sokovia because it's imaginary because it represents you know, real people and their plights in similar sorts of situations. So there's Mm -hmm. a sort of relationship between something like half the people dying with Thanos, right? And then how you feel in general about loss and mortality in your own life. Whereas is this person going to become Captain America specifically seems unmoored from the experience of the people who didn't work on the show as being super duper important. Whereas mm-hmm. for them, it is the most important thing in their lives, right? <laughs> so uh, is, is my sort of conjecture there. Keeps, and food,
0: makes, keeps food on the table, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you're the person thinking about it all the time and then you make it your MO, right, for how you go about your day, of course it seems really important to you. And I think one of the problems with Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier was that, you know, it uh, I mean, the big one was COVID. But one of the big ones was like it, it was so forced, the idea that someone had to become Captain America. Right. It's such a forced result that that's what has to happen. But we all, I guess, know what has to happen. But I don't think they really found a satisfying story to tell that fit within the scope of 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 something that would feel more real or that would be more connected to a human experience, right? That might actually be uh, appreciated because of course Captain America is not real. Uh, and he's not close to real, right? It's not like, oh yeah, of course, you know, like uh, like Audie Murphy going around touring. No, nah, it's not the same, <laughs> not the same, <laughs> right? Uh, not not exactly the same, But uh, but yes, I don't care, right? I don't care about the anxieties about whether you think, Spider-Man is worth anything emotional or not, right? Because I know the answer, which is, of course, I'm emotionally connected to Spider-Man, right? To Spider-Man stories, right? Sure. So, so the idea that the subtext of the story is, well, you think that it was just a fling, but really, in this movie, we're going to show you all the ways in which it really mattered, right? It's like, look— if I didn't at least on some level believe that was happening, I wouldn't even be here. You're not telling me anything that I don't already know. It's it's almost offensive as a Downton Abbey moment, and it's also not what the story turned out to really feel like it was about. No, uh, right. But it did feel like that scene was there as a meta commentary, not in a sort of glib and funny way, but in a sort of mission statement way about what we were doing, uh, which is not what we were doing, and and that's what I resist about this. Um, that that resonate with you at all i mean because it didn't feel like a cynical movie about properties and uh you know contract disputes i don't think that's the mission that they set out to accomplish nor particularly what the performers brought to bear but certainly not certainly
0: not what the performers performers brought to bear i mean i thought there was an interesting you know there was an interesting thing i like i wonder if there's just at, at some level, going to be just one big crossover universe, just one big, like, uh, saying elsewhere, you know, uh, uh, what's the kid's name? Tommy Westfall hypothesis, right? Oh, Where you mean like, for everything? For every, for everything, for right. everything. As all, one, one of my favorite, it's becoming rapidly becoming one of my favorite phrases. Uh, Bo Burnham wrote it in his special in, uh, Inside for everything, all of the time. Yes. <laughs> there's, that there's going to be an everything, all all of the time, uh, continuity. Um, you know, for everything. And like, you know, I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, MG may as well be going to Hogwarts next year. Uh, right. And that like, uh, I don't know, the, the, the pod race is going to happen <laughs> in the, in the next Mar- Marvel movie from, uh, uh, from the Phantom Menace. And like the, that uh, like it, it was sort of for whatever reason, it was like creatively unsustainable or it was purported to be creatively unsustainable. Sustainable that like there are different spiders men you know <laughs> excuse me spiders man there are different spiders man right and that like uh th- this is you know um and that this this film was to a certain extent a solution in search of a problem uh because like you know what it's cool um it's cool that like there were some toby Maguire spider-man movies and then some Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies and like, I'm not bothered by this, you know, like it's, uh, it's an interesting, like it's an interesting story. You can tell it in a, in a bunch of different ways. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think the, uh, I think the, the, um, the phrase the creed with great power comes great responsibility is a good thing for people to hear in any time certainly would have been a good thing for the couple sitting next to me who just didn't wear masks the entire uh movie in defiance of health code it would have been a good thing for them to hear though with 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 no power i guess in in their uh in their case and no brains either uh comes no responsibility right so but no like it's a it's a good uh it's a good refrain and it's it's sort of it's a mythological story and that like it has good bones there's you know um right there's kind of like some sort of traumatic inciting event there is a, a, a particular kind of loss that happens in a, a through temporary indifference right like in a particular way and like it it sort of shapes the it sort of shapes the character and like this is good these are good like mythological storytelling bones it you know So we're all good. We're fine. Like, like, there's a version of this movie with one actor. There's a version of this movie with another actor. It's like something, it's something that Pete used to say. He used to say it more, Pete. But, Mm -hmm. uh, that like we could do with like remakes of, we could do with remakes of films in the same way that we have, in the same way that we have new productions of Shakespeare, you Mm -hmm. know, not, and not like slavish remakes, but like a reinterpretation of a story. And like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like, uh, with, um, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm okay with like Sam Raimi Spider-Man, uh, in, in the, what, the nineties, early two thousands. And like, I'm, I'm, and then I'm okay with, uh, I'm okay with like emo Spider-Man with Andrew <laughs> Garfield, you know, like, cool. All right. I'm down. Like, in, interesting take. Uh, and I, I don't necessarily need, I don't need them to, I don't need them to square the circle, uh, for me. It's not a, it's not sort of a necessary thing. And, and I guess like everything is multiple universes now. So like, any any version of anything that's at variance with anything else it's uh, the answer is it's multiple uh multiple universes it's a multiverse it's it's many timelines and the timeline i mean it is interesting that the timeline sort of spans um multiple uh entertainment conglomerates uh but you know to to a certain extent i feel like the pure play entertainment companies need to band together <laughs> Because, you know, the, the, uh, the tech companies are coming for you. And, uh, they, they have ex- capital so extremely cheap that it would make Louis B. Mayer's eyes, you know, bulge out of his, 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 <laughs> his forehead, his jaw hit the ground at how, how little return technology has to show. And that like, uh, you know, in, in the, the, um, the the uh and and that all all this content all of this stuff that you love so mel oh so well m- makers of makers of of spiders man uh all of these things that that you love uh they're just uh they're just here to um to you know i don't know sell you surveillance devices you know, they're, <laughs> they're they're just here to sell you a little lady who lives in a tube and who turns your lights on uh on on and off for you. no yo dingus turn off the lights the uh you know right they're they're just arbitraging the like the nps values of like you know because i i don't really care about the company i've said this before on the podcast i don't really care about the the company that that brings me um inadvisably large pallets of paper towels i, I do care about the expanse though that's a really good show <laughs> so i'll i'll keep paying them, you know i'll buy my okay. paper towels there uh rather than rather than anything else so like but it is i mean i what in what you're saying i think it is interesting that, like, uh, that there is kind of a a franchise level. There is kind of a corporate level vision statement. (laughs) It probably workshopped it. You know, they probably had a lot of consultants come in and do uh, like a day long, uh, day long offsite. Everyone was really glad to do it during this championship season because uh, you know a lot of the perks have been uh, have been missing um, in in the entertainment world. We don't get you know day long offsites at resort hotels in Santa Barbara anymore. And this this was probably a good opportunity to do one just to like plan the three or four lines of dialogue that that made it into that uh i don't even know
1: what you're talking about you are somewhere i you are far from home man (laughs) i'm I'm in the multiverse
0: pete it makes sense in the multiverse
1: all right. All right. So you're in Santa Barbara. What's happening in Santa Barbara? <laughs> oh, you uh, take the, the 101 to
0: the three. No, it's, uh, oh, there's no three, Pete. Come on. You do take oh, the 101 sorry. to get to, uh, to get to Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. what's happening in Santa Barbara, Pete, is that Sony executives are having an offsite to, uh, draft the fake Downton Abbey moment because it is uh. a corporate mission statement. Um, right. You know, for how they would like to deal with Kevin Feige yeah. and uh, Bob Chapek going forward. I mean,
1: I'd, I'm not particularly interested in how this happened, but I think this was a co-production,
0: right? Yeah, they do um, them. Na- they do them together now, yeah. and, right. Do you remember there was like a big? There was they a broke big. Up, like, and they got yeah, back together. Exactly. Well,
1: it was a fling, Pete. It was a fling. Yeah, that was a fling. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about this movie, which is, which it was, right? So what's something closer to a real Downton Abbey moment? Do you have any candidates in mind? The um.
0: Yeah, I I honestly wasn't thinking of it uh in in those terms. I don't know. I feel like the bones of the Spider-Man story are so kind of so well established that it's kind of like not uh it doesn't need to be lampshaded in that particular way because it's mm. you know because we know we kind of know what they are. Like you could you, you could tell it to a to a child as a bedtime story, right? Like that's how familiar one probably is with the uh, uh with just the the outline of this so we don't need you know we don't need them um we don't need them uh sitting um we don't need them sitting in science class right like looking at sitting in biology like looking at paramecia through the uh (laughs) through the microscope and saying do you think the one paramecia misses the other paramecia that's not what
1: it's about man (laughs) I'll tell you. I'll give you what I think the real Downton Abbey moment is. I'll tell you that right now. I think it's the moment where Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are hanging out prior to the big fight at the Statue of Liberty. And Toby Maguire complains this back hurts from all of the web slinging. And Andrew Garfield agrees to crack his back. Uh, in order to make him feel better because they both have upper back pain uh, related to being Spider-Man. And he does it and he feels better. Right. Which I think like hits a lot of what I saw as the energy behind the m- movie to the extent that it did pay off, which is pretty, pretty big. I mean, I thought it was a fun watch. I enjoyed it. Uh, I felt like it was well performed and the characters brought some humanity to the roles, um, the actors, as it were. But uh, but yeah. That, that, that for me, this is a movie that interrogates the proposition of uh, what it is to hurt someone and what the effect is of causing someone else pain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what happens to people when they are in pain or being having pain inflicted on them by others um, and, and whether and how and whether and to what degree it, it changes you, uh, and not in a sort of general sense, but in a kind of a bimodal sense.
0: Bimodal because it, it either makes you a hero or a villain.
1: Yes. Yeah. Something terrible happens to you and you either become an irrecoverably terrible person or the best person ever. And there's nothing in between. Right.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. They're kind of not irrecoverably terrible. Right. Like, it seems to be mm. a thesis of the a thesis of the movie that, like, we at least have to try. You know, we have to try to cure them. Right. We have to try to like to help. Uh, I guess it's put as like as help them. Um, or sort of, uh, sort of fix fix them. Yeah, remove
1: at- their injury, right? Whatever it is that's because they don't help them by talking them out of it, right? Right. They help them by reversing the effects of the freak accidents that caused them to become supervillains in the first place. Sure. Right. 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 So, yeah. which is yeah, kind of yeah.
0: A, yeah, which is kind of a, a, a Star Trek solution to a uh, Sopranos Doctor Melfi problem, but. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's a Star Trek solution to a Star Trek problem too, right? Because I need I need my pain. It's what makes me who I am. Right?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Star Trek, the, the, the greatest the, Star Trek, the motion picture.
1: <laughs> oh five, man, the Final Frontier, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no. no. In the center, in the center of the galaxy. You yeah, know, yeah the... exactly.
1: Beyond the Great Barrier, where Spider Man lives. <laughs> the, um, what does Spider Man need with starship?
0: Yeah, it's oh. well the the uh, the sort of. And it is, it's interesting that sort of Aunt May's, uh, it, it, you know, her, um, what was on her, her gravestone? Like what the epitaph was like, if you help, if you help one person, you help everyone. Yeah. Or, uh, something along those, those lines. Is that like, I, you know, this is where my, my knowledge of the, of the comics, the holes in that, start to show like is that her slogan? Like is that her character's leitmotif or something? Because like if if it's an invention for this one, then I think like the idea of like what what are we doing when what are we doing when we help someone, right? Like mm-hmm. are we are we relieving pain in the same way that we are uh relieving pain when we when we crack someone's back? Are we like um uh injecting you with a like a green cloud of goo that like de electrifies you or something something along those lines? Like like, which is what, well, is that a figure for like, uh, undoing or kind of working through the trauma that, that made you who you, that, you know, made you the, the villain, the villain that you, that you are, um, like what, what, what does it mean to help someone and what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing, uh, for ourselves and for one another when we attempt to, uh, when we attempt to help each other, when we like embark on the enterprise of, of helping one another it's uh you know was i i think was close to the more sort of the heart of this this movie so i think you're you're right to identify it um, I think you're right to identify it in the back cracking scene. Uh, If if only they were drinking tea while they were doing it. It would be a a real Downton Abbey
1: moment. I suppose, I suppose. I also, I don't, I mean, I never think of Aunt May as having any particular slogan or saying, and then Uncle Ben has that one line, but I don't remember her as having anything of that. I think the saying is sort of a paraphrase of Jesus, I think cuz it's like whatsoever you do for the least of your of my brothers you do for you do for me right that kind of thing sure. um but not as elegant right or as or as uh self-centered but it, it it was strange that the gravestone didn't say with great power comes great responsibility it's not
0: it's not self-centered god is god that's uh, the, <laughs> it's not not a not it's a category error to fair enough, try fair to enough. um but that's that's interesting that's from um uh, that's from the Matthew Gospel, I think, and is, is one of the, uh, it, you know, is one of the only passages that uh, in, uh, the New Testament, at least to my knowledge, it depicts the actual last judgment. And it is like, it does come across as kind of a rigged game because they say, when, when did we, you know, when did we feed you when you were hungry? When did we shelter you when you, when you were cold? When did we take you, you know, take you in when you were an immigrant? When did you we- don't
1: remember because you were the green goblin at the right. time, but I was being very nice to you. <laughs>
0: And he says, what you did to the, you know, whatsoever you did to the, to at least my brothers, you did for me. So it's like, we didn't even know, you know, like your, um, your motivation wasn't at issue. And I think that uh, because, you know, you didn't even know that, that. You were doing it. It's just like, did you do it or not? And I mean, I I think that's sort of interesting in that there is a there is a veil of ignorance, kind of with like when bad things happen, is it going to make you is it going to make you one of the spiders men, or is it going to make you is it going to make you uh, one of the the greens goblin? You know, right, um, right, right, and that like you you kind of don't know, you know, you don't know how the. Uh, you don't know how the glass is going to break until you uh, until it's shattering on
1: the floor. And that's yep. um, and the ooze is dripping down on your pet turtles. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. uh, uh,
0: you know, and that that's like, um, I I don't know, sort of sort of interesting. Like the, the I don't know, should he should he have just uh, uh, let Dr. Strange send them back to the. So, I mean, so much would have been, so much would have been avoided. There are a lot of if only moments, right? Like, uh, so much could have, uh, could have been avoided if, if, um, you know, I, uh, if you, if he would have just let it, uh, let it, let it go <laughs> early on. Right, right, the, right, right, In, in the film. And I, I wonder, like, this is, cause Tom Holland, you know, really comes across as a kid. I think he likes Zendaya as, I think they're older, um, but they, they were, at least he was early on sort of creditable teenagers. I thought Zendaya was really good in this movie. And I thought that her, uh, like mannerisms, her like, um, nerdy teenage mannerisms and, and slightly like socially awkward, like, um, uh nerd mannerisms were were pretty good um and you know she's like uh and and sort of was written to the top of the intelligence of that character it was written to you know in a in a good way where it was like no 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 I get why you ran off and did the thing but but like maybe i like i'm not going to like hold it against you in a you know this isn't gossip girl you know i don't like just like you know um invent feuds out of out of whole cloth just for the sake of of uh you know passing the time but like hey maybe a heads up next time peter like okay it's you know i don't know good good writing and and uh, well acted um i thought but the that uh you know that it it's sort of Dr. Strange says, I keep forgetting that you're a kid, you know, I keep forgetting mm-hmm. that you're, uh, you're a teenager and like he, he's a r- real teenager, like not, not, uh, having graduated, not having graduated high school yet. And that like, I, I think there's what, there's a kind of optimism maybe that, that comes with that. Or like the idea that like, you can, you can uh, catch them all. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you can, you can save them all. And that like, to, To me, the maybe one of the more interesting things was that like Toby McGuire Spider Man has has a much more I don't know he's Toby McGuire Toby. Toby McGuire was a, a, a figure of great stillness, you know, like yeah. almost like Zen like monastic stillness. And it it was kind of because he had the tragic sense a little bit more mm-hmm. than the Tom Holland um uh the Tom Holland Peter Parker had. And uh and Andrew Garfield had the emo sense, but I think I said that already.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Of course he has the hair for it, of course. <laughs> oh, the discos yeah. are panicking. Yeah. Um, I guess the panic is happening at the disco. The disco itself is indifferent, but yes. So I, so yeah, so that this is the movie where he finally becomes Spider-Man, right? Is the idea that this is the movie where Tom Holland at the beginning is a child. And at the end of it is an adult. Mm -hmm. And part of that is he makes his trip to the underworld, right? He, he visits the realm of the dead. He experiences the death of Aunt May, Uh, But this was another thing about this movie that was interesting. If you look at what happens to Tom Holland's Spider-Man over the course of the movie, the events that take place have this sort of loop-de-loop quality, but the actual situation he's in at the end is a pretty familiar and sad one, right? Which is that he's the guy who all his friends went away to college and he had a death in the family senior year and didn't graduate. Right. Right, and so he ends up Stuck at home, stuck in his in his old town, but all his friends are gone. So he's totally alone. And he's in a very kind of low, low rent, so to speak, situation where he doesn't have any money. He's kind of seen a whole bunch of opportunities passing by. He's probably permanently set back in terms of how he could do personally and professionally. Right. And he's just looking out that window into that big city where he's all by himself. Um, And I know guys who had that experience. I mean, not all of them survived the first five years. Right. There's a number of suicides, um, for the folks who kind of didn't make it to whatever the next step for them was going to be. Um, and, and of course they may or may not have been related. I don't want to over mythologize it and whatnot. It's very sad, but, um, you know, it's, it's your whole life is, is totally upended. Right. Um, in this experience. And I know it's, if you're saying if you, if
0: you sort of fall off the treadmill, you mean, if you like, if you miss the chance to if you kind of, there's, there's like a a limited time on the, on some like developmental tasks uh, is what you're saying. And if, if if you miss it, it's really, it can be a real uh, permanent setback if you're not, you know, really, Well,
1: no, no. When I talked about a permanent setback, I just meant the way, despite what you might have heard, it actually is very disadvantageous to have not gone to college in the United States and to go look for a job. I mean,
0: I thought I'd be a billionaire if I didn't go to college. (laughs) No, no, if you drop
1: out of school, you're guaranteed to make tons of money in Bitcoin. There's no no possible way the rest of it could work out. But no, the idea that like, if it seems rough for college grads, it's rougher for not college grads. Yeah. You know, and so, and that's, but of course, what do I know? I'm in my forties, but that's my sense from the statistics and from looking at the situations, right? Which is, but even more than just the money, it's like, if you move to your own to a new city by yourself, it sucks, but you have this sort of possibility of going out and finding new people and kind of restarting. But if everybody else leaves and you stay behind, there's not new possibilities for you in the same way. It can it, from what I've talked to people, it can maybe feel that way, right? and And you're not starting over, but you've right. also lost everything. Right. In terms of your social life, your social connections, especially for somebody like Peter Parker, where his family's all dead. Mm. Right. So who does he have? Right. Um, I mean, not, he doesn't nobody. even have the he doesn't really they don't have, remember him.
0: He doesn't have the Avengers even anymore because they don't, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah. no one rem- no one remembers him.
1: So, yeah. So, I mean, what I'm saying is this is a movie about white male grievance. But no, it's not, It's like, all oh, all the other people are doing great. I'm doing terrible. No, it's that's not what it's about. Um, but, so,
0: uh, wow. Spider-Man Elegy.
1: Not <laughs> Sp- Spider-Man, like uh, with a faded picture of Jason Statham in a trucker cap, uh, you know, or like Dolph Lundgren with his like family. They got killed by terrorists. No, no, no. It's not one of those movies where like, oh, I'm so sad that the world moved on, but I still believe in the hometown. No, no, no. It's um, and those movies are pretty bad. But um, no, I mean, what I mean is that like you didn't expect to see a guy who is as charismatic, smart, put together, privileged relative to other people as Tom Holland, Spider-Man, even though you're supposed to think that he comes from kind of a, uh, not particularly well off background, but he's got like a nanotech suit. He's doing fine. Right. You know, sure. he's, he's yeah. He's
0: yeah, a, a fancy high high yeah. school,
1: you know, I mean, Toby Maguire kind of pulled off the idea that Spider-Man was kind of like lower middle class. Um, I didn't watch any of the Andrew Garfield ones, no, but like, but to, Tom Holland has never seemed anything other than pretty fancy. Uh, you know, as 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 Spider-Man, um, and uh, I mean, as uh, as Jamie Fox said, right? Like, you know, I would have thought he would have been black because of his <laughs> background, but uh, of course, we haven't even mentioned that Into the Spider-Verse already happened, so we don't need any of this multiverse Spider-Man stuff right. to explore the possibility of multiverse Spider-Man. What we do get, though, is introducing the idea of a Spider-Man who has suffered into Spider-Manhood, which we did not get for Tom Holland previously, but which we had gotten for Tobey Maguire. And I presume to an extent for, for Andrew Garfield, if you'd watch those movies, which I probably should watch at some point. I mean, it's not like I have infinite hours in the day you know, to, to watch random movies, but, um, at some point, maybe it's probably worth watching. And it, Sure. Oh. Maybe.
0: I mean, if you did have infinite hours in the day for that, I'm, I'm not sure that's the, the movie you would choose necessarily. To Caddyshack.
1: Spend. And then by Sp- amazing Spider-Man two, that's skip the first one. <laughs> no, I don't you're, know.
0: You're amazing. You're amazing.
1: You're amazing. You're <laughs>
0: amazing.
1: It was, there were so many little fan service things, right? Yeah. Uh, did you, did you get really excited about Matt Murdoch? I, you
0: know, I did. I, because I really liked those Netflix, uh, the D- Netflix Defender shows. Uh, well, yeah. I liked like three out of the four. Yeah. Um,
1: I think everybody did.
0: Actually, it's a pretty good average, I guess.
1: I mean, you know? unless the one you liked was Iron Fist, in which case you're a crazy person. No, I
0: just liked Iron Fist three times. You know, that's the...
1: <laughs> just three different Iron <laughs> Fists. Boom, I'll boom, right boom. Here. And then the one you never see coming. Boom. You're a cooloon, Oh, it rings so true. It speaks to my soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh <of> the flowers
0: no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean like i like that and like my theater definitely went crazy for the um my theater went crazy especially for for toby maguire like toby maguire being the big reveal i guess was smart of them because it definitely got the biggest reaction where i was sitting you know mm-hmm. um yeah, I I don't know. if you saw it with the with a group of people, how did how did folks respond to the to the various cameos? Not cameos, they're not they're not there for a minute, by the to the various guest stars.
1: There was one guy sitting next to me who screamed audibly many times when things happened. Um, which like, was,
0: like screamed like you saw a spider oh, like
1: ah uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like 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 he had some sort of unexpected punch to the solar flexus um when a bunch of stuff was happening i think people were ex- i was really excited to see matt murdoch yeah. i clapped for that nobody else clapped for anything um i think there were some people who were surprised to see andrew garfield when he showed up uh-huh. uh i think they were wowed but it wasn't like as it wasn't as much as i heard it happened in other theaters uh-huh. um i wish i could say that it's like man when alfred molina showed up people were like if i were a rich man <laughs> no it's uh he was that, right? Was not he on Broadway? Did he uh, do
0: that? I thought. I, oh. I think of him as a. Um, uh, what you
1: is, know, his, what I is his? What is his big I, role?
0: I met him in grad school. He did. He did some like Shakespeare workshops <laughs> with uh, with the crew at UCLA, and he was a really good. Uh, you know, um, good. Yeah, uh, he's,
1: he's saying it. he's saying tradition at the Tony Awards in two thousand four. Oh, Sorry, did continue, continue. yeah, I'm not making that up. He was, he was Tevye and Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. And Fiddler anyway. on Broadway. That's, yeah.
0: that's so interesting. He's, yeah. um, well, uh, but like, I, I, uh, I don't think of him as a musical theater actor. I think of him as a Shakespeare actor. And I think of mm-hmm. him as like bringing gravity to things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the way that like, in the way that, uh, Sir Ian McKellen brings gravity, mm-hmm. you know, brings gravity to things. Like the way certain, certain voices can, can, uh, can do that, and like it's. I don't, I don't know. I I remember um his Otto Octavius from uh from back in the day, and I always thought like that character in in his portrayal of it had kind of a soulful um quality that was maybe not the stock and trade of superhero movies at the time, and that was you know that that it really sort of ennobled the material, and he was he was certainly. Doing it uh he was certainly doing it here. Uh you know, and and like Willem Dafoe was Willem Dafoeing so hard. Um, oh yeah. Like and it was glorious. You know, it was oh, yeah. really like this was a really great this was a really great guest cast. Um you know, uh, and and I don't know, to to me, that was like the real pleasure of mm-hmm. of kind of watching watching the movie. Was that like, you know, Willem Dafoe was doing his stuff and like uh, Fred Molina was doing his stuff and like the Yeah, all that stuff was real good.
1: Jamie Foxx, I felt like deserved a better ending for his character because I felt like he was driving a lot of the tension in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Because you didn't know – you sort of knew that he was the one who actually kind of wanted to be a supervillain, but also that there was no particular reason why he couldn't have electricity powers, right? Because his was – it was an accident, you know, those electric eels, man, right? But like is there – I mean, of course, partially maybe it's – I didn't see the movie, but I don't get the sense that he's like a tragic electro, right? It's like, oh, man, you know, I – I, I've I, to, to have – to, to have the whole the whole kingdom, right? It's like, oh, man, you know, I uh, I have all the electricity I could ever want, but none of the choice that I could ever need or something. If you, I don't yeah, know.
0: I, if you shock us, do we not? Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like, there's no sense of like, oh, I can't hold my lover in my electric hands, right? Like, oh, no, my life is not like Sandman, who's like, I need to see my daughter, and I'm so alienated. Jamie Foxx is basically like, I hated my job, and I there was an accident and I became incredibly powerful and that was sweet. And I would like to do it again.
0: Yeah. It was kind <laughs> right? of an up, it was kind of an upgrade. All things yeah. considered. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now they, it's funny that they never try to like recruit any of them. Right.
0: Yeah. It, it's entirely it's,
1: pathologized.
0: It's sort of not their movie though, you know, right. Like they're, they're functionaries, you know, in yeah. the, uh, in the film, and it's really, it's really about, it is sort of about Spider, Spider Man growing up, and that, that like, you know, we've sort of seen that, seen that before. Like, and what, what is it? I don't know. What are, what are the dynamics? What are the kind of the necessary dynamics of, of Spider Man growing up? Like, what, what, what developmental work does Spider Man have to accomplish in order that you can say that Spider Man has, has, um, has definitively grown up, like moving to his own place, I guess, you yeah. know, like, the mitzvah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, right? Like, uh, yeah, he's got to read a portion from the, from the spider book. Um, no, that, that, like, uh, and I, it's sort of interesting, like, I, I guess it's a fling because there, there is, you know, it's, it says Spider Man, but the, the character really is sort of Spider Boy, you know, and that, like, too much too much man too much tragic sense really doesn't like did did, did you get the sense that uh that um uh toby mcguire was still uh go getting him tiger you know like it seems like he he like uh would prefer to sit around and like contemplate
1: yeah i don't know how other. much spider-manning toby mcguire is doing And didn't Andrew Garfield say that he was kind of disenchanted from being Spider-Man after the events that took place? Well, he said
0: he made it seem like he was doing it, but in a kind of joyless way, you know, in a kind Mm -hmm. of like obligatory way. Like, like, hey, are you dating anyone? Well, no, I don't have time for Peter Parker stuff. You know, I'm only Spider-Manning, but it's not, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not informed. It's not a double life. Uh because there is no there is There's no, no se- yeah. secret identity. I'm just yeah. I'm just spider maning you know. Right, right. Um it, you know yeah. what just
1: occurred to me, a horrifying thought just occurred to me. Uh. Why did they not even interrogate the possibility that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were brought in just before the moments of their deaths? Mm. That would have been an interesting thing to perhaps pose as a question. Uh, because when last time I did a herald, which was a while ago, don't get me wrong, you know, once you have that, you know, once you once you hit Doc Ock. Uh, Sandman and Electro, right? The pattern's established, right? Right. So it's like the first beat, you got to be Doctor Octopus. The second beat, you got to be either the Lizard or Sandman. And the third beat, you got to be Electro. And then from there on out, you know, you don't, you don't just veer off to the side and and do like, you know, the Cider House Rules, right? Um, but no, it's, uh, but yeah, like. We don't know what they're up to. I yeah. guess we we are know you sen- that-
0: are you sending me back right to the right to the moment of my right to the moment of my death. Um, right. yeah, which I mean which the the Avengers movies sort of trafficked in, like Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if you're watching I don't know if you're watching uh you're watching Wheel
1: of Time. See with Jason <laughs> Momoa. Sort of. When I wash the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye. Ah, or wow. as, That's uh, not the one where the Witchfinder general is hunting all the kids who have the power of vision.
0: No, that's, you're thinking of, uh, you're thinking of... Um, um, See, with Jason Momoa? No, no, you're thinking of WandaVision.
1: WandaVision, where, where yes. The
0: witch, that has a Witchfinder general, I think. It, yeah, uh, yeah, that's you know.
1: true. And Jason Momoa is in it, but he's playing a Skrull, so he looks like Vision. <laughs> 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 um, this movie was a lot better than I feel like I'm talking about it because I'm just a little bit exhausted. <laughs> just not just in general. I mean, like exhausted with with all of this, right? I don't know. Yeah, uh. it is.
0: It, it is interesting. Like, how do you you know how do you make it new? Like, we we haven't seen Eternals really, and I'm not sure I have mm. a ton of of drive to see it. To. I mean, I guess I'll stream it when it when it shows up on Disney Plus. But like, I don't have a ton of drive to see. Yeah.
1: Well, well, tell me about Hawkeye. You've been wa- I've watching I'm behind on Hawkeye by a few episodes, but but you're watching and it's it's giving you something relevant for all this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I sort of I, I sort of enjoy it. I mean, I feel like it's good. Uh it ha- it has kind of a very loose sort of vibe. It has you know, almost like kind of shambling uh mm-hmm. sort of vibe. It's not super directed. Kind kind of like Kind of like Jeremy Renner, you know, like it's, it's kind of like, well, he's like clearly like really traumatized by the, the stuff that happened in, in, um, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Like he's, you know, sort of trying to hold it together. He's got his kids. He, he likes, you know, he's, he's, uh, hard of hearing because of the, all the stuff that he's, he's been all the loud explosions that he's been around. Like, um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, but it, 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 it gets, uh, a lot more taut for the, the five minutes before the, each episode's cliffhanger.
1: Oh, excellent. Good. Yeah, I mean, I've so. liked it. It feels, it feels like a, a nineties uh, Christmas movie, <laughs> right? Cause it's like, you know, the course, you, know, you doesn't really worry too much about where they are in the city at any given time. Right. Like the, the camera work is a little flat, but the lighting's nice. Right. Um, and, and you you everybody is in a certain amount of chaos, but not enough so that they're not perfectly cheating three quarters towards the camera. Right. Like it's it's it, it's and it's charming, right? Sure. Um, but you're saying that like it's similar to Spider-Man in that there's a world weariness to the fact that Hawkeye still has to do this. Yeah. Which is similar to the tragic sense that Tommy McGuire seems to have, to the point where we would assume he's retired, but he doesn't say that he is, and seems to not be, right? Um, but we don't know what he's doing as Spider-Man in this world, in this life of his, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's rough. It's, it's, I mean, it's not rough. It's just, it's hard to like try. There's not a clue. There's not a, there's not an inkling. I would love to find some sort of like hidden clue that would reveal something along those lines about what's going on. Um, but we, I mean, what we know more about, uh, Green Goblin, even no, not even really.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, as uh, thinking about the franchise and like it was a fling and it's fun. How many of the last, you know, handful of superhero movies have really been fun? You know, like have really have really like uh, embraced sort of pleasure, you know, as a principle. Yeah. The the sort of pleasure of going to the movies. Like I, I thought the Bond movie was more pleasurable than than a lot of recent superhero movies have been, and that one was about was literally about death.
1: Well, well, I'll tell you, because I did eventually see Venom 2. Uh And if you're an Overthinking It member, you'll get my full, unadulterated, unabridged take on Venom 2 very soon. (laughs) And I will not spoil it by telling you here whether Venom 2 is that superhero movie you've been looking for. It isn't. Uh, But it's it's (laughs) also different from all these movies. Shang-Chi, I thought, was fun for the first, like, half and but but Shang-Chi's problem wasn't that it was overly serious, well, overly grim, I should say. Right. And and world weary, which is what the Black Widow movie was. Right. Yep. With occasional. I mean, if you take just the um, Florence Pugh and um, what's the guy from uh, Stranger Things name? I forgot the sheriff. I'm just going to call him Sheriff McSheriff. Uh uh-huh. um, If you just take their scenes, they were very funny and fun. But most of the movie was grim and kind of unforgiving and punishing. Right. Um. The TV shows, some of them are, are super fun. Loki was super fun at times, right? But it also wasn't light. Um I mean I didn't see Event I didn't see Eternals. I'm trying to even think what the last one was before that. I mean we've been we're also, we're also mentally and emotionally exhausted, Matt. It might not be yeah. Marvel's fault. Well, right? fair enough. It might know? not be Marvel's fault. Maybe it's, it's, it's us, but, Yeah, uh, I guess,
0: I mean, it's fun. You know, this, this is funny. The lead time on, on these things is so extreme, right? Like it takes a, such a, a large number of people, such a long time and such a, a big amount of money to make these, these behemoth, uh, you know, blockbusters that, um, you know, by the, by the time, by the time the, the, you know, pandemic ends, or at least is not a, a factor in, in daily life, um, anymore when, you know, when, uh, one can hope like, um, it, they'll probably be like turning out a, a a series of like lighthearted you know lighthearted romps for the you know to like soothe our troubled souls during the sh- the championship season, and then by that time we'll be like, no, I want the gritty realism. I, wa- I want a gritty. You know what I want is I want a gritty reboot of uh, of Avengers. I want Avengers the alternate the alternate universe. Thanos wins.
1: Everybody's dead. Uh. I saw the- preview for the robert pattison batman speaking of that one looked uh looked like it would be an interesting watch a right? gritty a gritty reboot so gritty there's just so much this movie was very gritty because of all the sand on the couch <laughs> that made it very gritty it was it was stuck to your pants and it was wherever you would go there would just be grit you'd find it in your food and everything really do- yeah
0: exactly really do- also you the dry like, yeah. yeah you gotta you gotta like a uh, uh, vacuum just all the time to get that yeah. to get that stuff out it's uh but-
1: I mean we I, we haven't answered the real question, Matt, which is does being hurt make you a better or a worse person?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And also, does is a person who is bad, who has been hurt, uh no longer meaningfully accountable for the things that they do when they're bad?
0: This <laughs> I I mean this is a these tough are not easy one. questions. <laughs> this 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 is a tough one, Pete. It's you yeah. know, it's uh uh it, it's uh <laughs> Something, something, something cancel culture. Like, every, uh... everybody's traumatized. Everybody's, you know, um, no, no one's not hurt. Uh, you mm. know. Pete what what are you saying we should just uh we should just throw open the jails and let all the white collar criminals out because they were you know they were uh they were just uh denied uh, they were, they had succession upbringings?
1: <laughs> no we need to use nanotechnology to ch- fix their brains before we release them oh, right because it. it's not enough to find some sort of basis for forgiveness or mutual understanding you have to fix them right you have to that that's the part of this that I think is it was interesting when Spider-Man is like, "This is what we do. We fix people," and it's like, "Really? Yeah, is not, that what you do? How's that? Um, how,
0: when? When? Since when? Like, when was the memo where the you know we figure yeah. out what what we what we do?" But I mean, I think I don't know, like this is what we do. I think obtains for the Tom Holland Spider-Man more than it does for the other Spider men, because yeah. it's like, uh, he has that, that kind of like dewy optimism of youth still, you know, the, yeah. the way, the way Dr. Strange says uh, the way we've mentioned before that he's, you know, he's still a kid. Like, and like, this is what we do is so kind of not, not lose faith in people.
1: Um, you know, the, also he's a scientist and Toby Maguire is a photographer. Yeah. I mean, he was a scientist, but it's like, did you like that? I'm something of a scientist myself. But anyways, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but the, um... It was a lot better than the Vinnie Jones, I'm the juggernaut line in X3, which is also <laughs> meme service and not nearly as successful. Um, and sadly, they did not get anybody in the Hobbit movies to say, one does not just walk into Gondor. <laughs> uh... <laughs> sorry, I interrupted you.
0: The the Oh, I forget. Always,
1: where. all the time. I interrupted you all the time. Um, I mean, it's a cool idea. It's an Undertale idea, right? This was the Undertale Spider-Man. <laughs> right? Where it's like, you have an option. You don't have to go through the video game killing everybody. You could try not to. Right? Like, that's something you could try to do. This is a lesson that I have attempted to learn in my Dungeons & Dragons campaign without success, because it turns out when you don't kill the bad guys, they continue to try to kill you, and then things just snowball and become untenable. But uh, but yes, it's it's the basis of the game, I suppose, that, that combat must be had. Um, but yeah, the idea that, you know, you don't just you don't just like let a random me- severely mentally ill person die, uh, just because, uh, of predestination. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's- yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, because the- you have no free will. doesn't mean you should allow things to happen. Yeah.
0: Right? It's, um, it's, it it's interesting. It's hard to tell the it's hard to tell these things in in films because like the di- the dynamics of the kind of the heroic storytelling of the kind of like the cinematic scope storytelling doesn't necessarily measure measure up. Like not the the novel right is the is the art of like of crowds and societies you know and it's it's difficult to to represent in film because you know there there are uh, uh, before you like soothe the soul of the green goblin you know uh, or whatever you know before he is redeemed by saying what have i done um the there are a lot of non-main characters who have suffered a lot of damage uh uh, from that and like the those those things need to be sort of atoned for uh, if you're talking about a real relationship and kind of like a this is a metaphor for like you know how how can we reintegrate in into society people who have been you know who have been dangerous or who have mm-hmm. you know for one reason or another acted in a way that is you know at variance with the the kind of behavior that we want to see um like uh you know there there's a um there's gotta be like a, a sort of truth and reconciliation process. And that's not, that's not accomplished by, that's not accomplished through the hero's self-actualization or like through a main character's, um, uh, like epiphany moment. And I kind of, I, I kind of think that's why it's time. I don't know if they're going to keep making, uh, Tom Holland, uh, Holland Spider-Man movies. Like, you know, the end, the after-credits scene and said Dr. Strange will return didn't necessarily say Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Um, mm. Will return, but it's too celebrated a property not to return. It's just a question of, uh, just a question of how of you know how they do it. Whether it's time, I mean, is it time for the for the um, Miles Morales Spider Man franchise? Uh, probably. Uh, the um, the 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 thing about like you know, I don't know the thing the thing about uh, adulthood versus childhood is that everything I don't know every everything has sort of so much less moment. Like, uh, you know, I've just remember, um, remember like when you're experiencing things for the first time and they're like, they're such a big deal, you know? Oh my goodness. It's the first time I've been to, I don't know. Where's it? Where's it? Where's it Benny Hanna. <laughs> it's the first time, I've, you know, and then it's like, oh God, we're going to Benny Hanna again. Like, uh, that, that, um, that energy is not a very Spider-Man, The kind of the jaded, cynical, world-weary energy is not a very... Um, is not a very Spider Man energy. And I guess it is. You know It's just
1: a different Spider Man. Well, it's a
0: different Spider Man. There's, yeah.
1: there. There's, There's a lot of lo- Spider Man out there. There's
0: a lot Yeah, you're probably yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure you're right. And it, it's just I'm showing my my lack of knowledge of the canon.
1: Well, or or let me rephrase, you're giving your your impression, which is totally legit, and I shouldn't say it's wrong, because it's based off of like a lot of freaking Spider Man. Right? <laughs> like, so it's not like like how much Spider Man do you have to actually encounter in your life to feel like you have a valid opinion of Spider Man, right? But I just I would say that I always thought that Spider Man's jokiness has covered up a certain amount of pain right sure. but but not tom not the ultimate spider-man not the tom holland spider-man who is that young goofier guy right um I he always felt a little different than the like spider-man of like oh he and mary jane broke up and he can't make ends meet as a photographer right and he's like struggling and it's sort of like an episode of mary worth and then everybody <laughs> puts on masks right and,
0: <laughs> and there's some punching
1: and then it's still an episode of Mary Worth, right? <laughs> that everyone takes the masks off. And Willem Dafoe is one of them. And it's still an episode of Mary <laughs> Worth. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? It's like this sort of like, look, he, the hero's looking in one direction and being like, what am I doing with my life? What am I supposed to be? you know, and then it's like, oh, it's you. How you are here? Oh, I'm here. Yes. You know, the the, the drama, the soap opera. Um, I don't know. I think of that as something that is characteristic of Spider-Man in like the 80s in like the cartoons maybe or the, the comics or something the newspaper um,
0: comic or because there was yeah a, i don't know yeah there was just, one in syndicate there was a newspaper comic in syndication that had like a daily that yeah. had a daily strip where it was like highly serialized i think where you know i don't know these these uh are you talking about mary worth <laughs> rex rex morgan Prince M- Valiant, yes <laughs> <laughs> fa- family circus when is the prince
1: valiant movie coming I mean, when's the fan when they made a prince the family circus movie i've got to think right but they didn't make a like live action gritty reboot family circus movie but it's due right it's
0: due fa- family Circus. it begins with an eviction
1: <laughs> i mean we got we got like Ten frickin' Garfield movies. Can we get one Beetle Bailey? Come on, people. I'm sure there's a Beetle Bailey out there. What am I talking?
0: Marmaduke. <laughs> Mar- I would love him. Mar- Who is your Duke favorite? I
1: loved Hagar the Horrible. I thought he was great. I liked. I liked. I liked bearded, angry people when I was younger because I could see the future.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete! Come on! What? You're not. You're not. You're not bearded. No, you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, And no, I'm not that angry.
0: I'm- don't be so. Don't be so hard on yourself, Pete. You don't have that much of a beard. <laughs>
1: So okay, so so okay, so two movies, right? Two movies referenced in No Way Home. Uh, Wondering if you felt some of this. First one, uh, Karate Kid Two, right? Did I felt the Karate Kid Two vibes almost shot for shot, leading up to uh, the conference, the final kind of beat down of the Green Goblin by. Uh, Tom Holland. Right. I think I think there was even the sort of over the shoulder kind of looking back, staggering towards him. He's on his knees. Right. And this is the scene where maybe Daniel Lewis is going to kill this Okinawan guy. And maybe he isn't. And then he reveals his true character by honking the guy's nose and saying, like, live or die, man. Wrong. Right. (laughs) Um, But of course, in this case, he didn't get there. Right. He didn't actually decide not to do it. Uh, Tobey Maguire jumps in there and does his thing uh, and saves it. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. Uh, and another one we should talk about the Searchers a little bit. Oh, interesting. we always talk about the Searchers in situations like this, right? Uh, we should watch. We should watch the Searchers.
0: I wonder if it's on HBO Max.
1: I, I did watch that. We didn't. We podcasted about the Searchers, didn't we? Like not that long ago. No, really, the Searchers, I we did. the John I Ford we did.
0: movie with John yeah. Wayne.
1: Did I just like? Did I just watch it by myself, and then we just talked about it a bunch of times? I think uh, we
0: brought it up a bunch of times because yeah. it's a really good. I mean, it's a really good movie for this kind of uh, this kind of discussion, you know. Yeah. But I mean, we've talked about like uh, one of one of my early theses that I kept returning to in the Overthinking yeah. Podcast in the early years was the you know the idea of a cowboy uh, being. um you know the kind of the the specialist in violence who uh, upon whom the society depends, but but who because of the things he does has to live outside of the society. So the you know the moment yeah. that I uh, that is kind of my you know cocktail party file card for that uh, vibe is the um, the end of My Darling Clementine, where the camera stays with Clementine in uh, the town of Tombstone and uh, Wyatt Earp rides away because he can't you know he just can't stay. Yeah. Um, he just can't stand yeah. the thing, but like, uh, the, the, you know, I don't know. John, John Wayne in as, uh, what's the character's name? Ethan something in the searchers is like, is more cause he's a, he's a, a war veteran, right? And like, mm-hmm. he, he's sort of seen things, you know, and he yeah. like, you sort of need him when you want to call on him, but you don't necessarily want, like, he can't, he can't lose. Horribly live with violent
1: you. man who is also pretty racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So he um, knows don't... he can't come into the to, the to the thing. But like, you know what I'm talking about with Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Like like when the spell gets cast, Peter Parker literally like walks off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. It's really a my darling Clementine moment that you're looking at Zendaya, right? And then and the sun is setting and Peter Parker is like leaving. Right. Yep. And he's kind of walking away. And it's like, oh, this is his cowboy moment where yeah. he walks off into the sunset by himself, like sure. Shane. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of cowboy movie- movies are like this, where the cowboy has to leave the town because he can't. As you said, he's the person who does the violence and he can't exist within the society that he creates through his violence. Right. Yeah. It's the sort of uh, it's the sort of less uh, it's the more self-aware and tragic a few good men scenario, right? Right. We live in a society that has cowboys and those cowboys have to be, uh, you know, I, I'm see if I get that right. We live in a society that has horses. And those horses have to be rid by cowboys with guns. Who's going to ride them? You right. Like, <laughs> 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 but no, the, the idea that like, yeah, in, in that kind of, that these, these people who do violence ha, are something about the way that they do violence puts them outside of society, which is sad for them but necessary for what it is that they're trying to accomplish and for this i mean we end up with you know spider-man looking through a glass at the world right where it's almost like he's on the outside even though his outside is really small kind of looking at the inside which is like everybody else um there's a threshold right which he eventually crosses but he only crosses it as spider-man he can't cross it as peter parker really anymore um yeah, but or, I, thought,
0: I thought. Sorry, go ahead. He's looking through a glass. I mean, do you mean looking out the window of his, you know, efficiency apartment, or he's yes. he's he's also like listening to a police scanner, which is you know kind of an interesting like, and it's like a police scanner app. He's listening to like the citizen app. Do you, yeah. do you know you know about the citizen app, don't you, Pete?
1: Uh, uh, I, I have a vague sense. I'm it's, not sure. It's, it's
0: where you go to report if there's a black person
1: in your neighborhood. Oh, good um, The, the, uh, yeah. No, mans a, a
0: menace! <laughs> the, <laughs> the uh, well, it's a, yeah, the, the, that was pre- pretty good. Uh, the J. Jonah's, J. stuff was pretty funny. Um, the. the the audible laughter in my theater when he was, uh, when it pulled back to reveal that like he was in his mom's basement or whatever, (laughs) like with the green screen, Mm um, (laughs) the, uh, no, he's, he's listening to a, um, he's listening to a police scanner. And it's kind of like, this is, it's a problem if Spider-Man's listening to a police scanner because he's not like, he's not out there. You know, he's not like fe- uh, feeling the pulse of the, of the city or he's not like having adventures. You know, he's you like, he
1: is, Daredevil? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: he's, um, he's, uh, like, a a sort of municipal functionary at, mm. at that level. Uh, and that like, it, it's, um, it it represents kind of a, a fall from, you know, the high where where he was when uh, when he was, I don't know, going to space with Tony Stark and like uh, mm. saving the universe from Thanos and stuff.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Because because it's not like, oh, he's the he's the local. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's not. Nobody has his friend. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't be. I mean, eventually maybe he'll get back there, but he's been set back quite a bit. um Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And on I guess.
0: The, yeah. On the friend on the friend front, you mean.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's no longer in the friend zone. The friendly yeah. <laughs> neighborhood Spider-Man zone. He's, uh... <laughs> but I guess what I was saying was that it was weird that all of the bad guys had this pain and that it was really important to help them. But all of the Spider-Men also had pain, and nobody really was going to help them.
0: No, but but no one knows. You know what I mean? Like the, nobody the... knows
1: what it's like to be the webman. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, it's true, right? Like there, there's no um, there's no one except the other the other spiders uh, the other mm. spiders men who can really comprehend. Um, who can comprehend the spider, the, the, uh, unbearable lightness of being, of flying through the air and being Spider-Man and throwing out your back, throwing out your, uh, your thoracic spine, right? Because Mm of the, um, you know, because of the, all the swinging and all the bending that your body does in a way it's not, not, uh, necessarily, necessarily designed to do, right? Like, and, and so the, the, the essence of, the essence of Spider-Man might be like this sort of the, uh, the one who can empathize, but not be empathized with, you know, uh, the, the, the kind of the loneliness of, um, uh, right. The, the loneliness of the, the one who saves, but cannot be saved, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, and, and it sort of takes them, Yeah, sort of knowing, it takes them knowing each other. It takes the kind of, the, the recognition of sort of, it's what we do, um, that not, you know, and not so much that like, it's what we do, uh, to fix people. No, um, it's what we do to not fix ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) that like uh and and except you know if you have a if if you have a uh uh crick in your back and i can uh i can crack uh that crick in your back for Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. um what i'm saying pete is one must imagine spider-man happy (laughs) (laughs) maybe we leave it there This is, uh, this is the thing. Uh, members can get to, uh, members can get to the Pete Cast on, uh, on Venom 2. That's going to go up in the, in the members area, um, in a couple of, uh, in a couple of days or so. What, what is an overthinking it member? Well, they're the people who like the podcast enough to throw us five bucks a month. Yeah. Go over to overthinking.com slash join. Uh, you get access to the, uh, to the, the members content, which includes a whole library of fun stuff that we do, including the question of the week and, and occasional longer form shows. Um, you get also, uh, a, I think we did a whole Bill and Ted podcast that was just not, could have been an episode of the podcast and we didn't do We just did it, uh, the members area. There's a members area in the discord, uh, where we hang up around talking about member things. Um, yeah, uh, overthinking.com slash join for that. It's a good, uh, good, uh, Christmas present for yourself. Would, would really appreciate it if you can do that. All right. We're heading into the holiday, uh, headed into the holiday pre-tape season. So, uh, we'll be back with more topical things after the, in 2020. Uh, until then, enjoy the evergreen content on overthinking.com where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny.
1: It probably, probably
0: doesn't, doesn't deserve. deserve.
1: Danny Rojas, Danny Rojas, Danny Rojas.